Welcome to episode number 51 of Taking You to the Top. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of SameLogic. SameLogic provides agile UI experiments for product teams. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Dwayne, welcome to episode number 51 of Taking You to the Top. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Rami. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. Uh, Dwayne, no to problem. get us started, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself and maybe taking us back from the beginning of your journey, you know, tell yeah. us where you're from, how the journey started, and how that led you to founding SaneLogic. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Uh, my name is Dwayne Samuels. I'm the uh, co-founder and CEO of SameLogic. Uh, we help um, product teams to run uh, experiments on uh, UI, UI elements, um, like painted door studies and um, and just basically running microsurveys on different elements so uh, product managers can have an easier time understanding what features need to be built um, and when they should be, be built and how they should be built, um, saving them a lot of time. So um, I would say... Uh, my journey started, um, I would say, like from my earliest memories of, of my my uh, my family. Um, my dad, in particular, um, he's a, he's an entrepreneur. Um, he runs um, a home improvement business um, back home in Jamaica. Um, so, uh, from as as, as uh, the earliest memories I actually have um, was when um, the Jamaican economy kind of crashed um, in the early um, in the mid '90s, um, and he lost his job as a manager at like a, a large um, uh, apparel uh, establishment uh, and uh, Jamaica was known for like apparel and like shipping things to the U.S. and other parts of the world um, and uh, him losing his job and just like the way he kind of just like reinvented himself over the period of like a few years um, and he, he, he basically got a job as like a sales um, uh, a salesman at um, a, a home improvement company um, mm -hmm. And he learned the the trade and everything, and um, then just launched out like a like a year and, and a bit after um, with his own with his own um, uh, company. Um, and and to me, like that was just very very inspiring because I saw the struggles as a kid that the family went through, and like how um, they just hunkered down and just made um, a, a plan to go forward. You know. Um, so since then, with that inspiration, um, in high school, I think that the first entrepreneurial thing I did was sell video ga video games. Okay. Um, uh, when it was like around 12, 13, um, I would like, um, get, uh, burn, um, uh, emulators, like, uh, Game Boy Advance emulators and like exactly, Nintendo yeah. 64 emulators, you know, <laughs> um, and, and basically sell them to kids at school. And that would actually help me to buy books. Um, and also like partly pay for my trips to, to visit family in the U S you know? Okay. So, um, so I think that's where it kind of all started. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, and 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 leading up to same logic. So I, like I've always always like um, interested in um, like computers and like coding, video gaming. I think that's where like most uh, most founders actually get their uh, their their, um, their 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 drive for for technology is from playing games. Um, so uh, in um, I think the later stages of high school, I kind of like stopped spending time with like a lot of people. Like spent started like forfeiting lunch. Um, and spending time in the um, in the uh, in the computer lab because like I, I, I didn't have internet at home, you know. Like uh, okay. I basically um, had to like learn everything um, online, um, how to like code in C plus. Like, see, I learned how to code in C plus plus first, and then like build websites. Sure. Um, so I use it usually like download tutorials, um, save the web page, um, and that time like YouTube. I think like just just came around. There, there weren't many tutorials on YouTube, um, so. Okay. Um, I would just like download the stuff and then go home and like practice from that. Um, and then, um, in, uh, fifth form. So we use form, I think we use, we use a, the British system, uh, back home. Um, okay. so in fifth form, that's the last year of, of high school. Um, I remember seeing, uh, this group of people from a college called Northern Caribbean, a university called Northern Caribbean university who went to, to Japan, um, and this thing called the Microsoft Imagine Cup. I was like, Oh, cool. That'd be great. Um, so that's kind of like what inspired me to like to choose um, that college mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, so so I went there and like found uh, my co-founder in the first year. You know, so like we were in the, we were in the computer <laughs> lab, like try to hack together some stuff to actually like um, uh, approve us to like download tutorials and stuff. Because like a lot of the, the, the sites that you could get free books on were actually banned um in, in the oh, lab. Okay. So, so we had to like find a workaround for that. So like he was like, a few seats down from me and like he came over and saw that I was like doing the same thing and we started a conversation um and and yeah that's how I met Sean and um and then from from that um pretty much we we uh, entered the Microsoft uh, Imagine Cup long story short we won um in 2010 in, in Poland um mm-hmm. a little no-name college um from from Jamaica which is only known for like runners and reggae um the okay. like 96 <laughs> different teams um, from around the world and, and won um, uh, the interoperability award at, at the Microsoft Imagine Cup. So that was like pretty huge for us. And that's what kind of like just made us like even focus more on like building something that can affect some change. And uh, that's how we kind of like went through two different startups before Same Logic, And that's uh, how we ended up here. So, so yeah. Out of curiosity, what, what did you win? Oh yeah, so uh, we went. We won a cash prize. Uh, I believe okay. it was like fifteen thousand um, dollars, and uh, we won like a bunch of um, uh, like computers. We won a bunch of phones from Microsoft. Um, uh, we also got like some significant awards as well for that year. The Prime Minister of Jamaica awarded us um, uh, an award for um, technology and entrepreneurship, and also the Governor General, who's like the King of Jamaica, who represents the Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an award from them as well. Um, and a few um, other awards from like local entities as well, you know? So, um, so yeah, that was like kind of like a, a big moment for us. And that kind of like put us on the map in Jamaica, you know? Okay. Um, so, so that's, that's what kind of like led us into that, that whole thing. Perfect. Perfect. Um, well, in that case, could you tell us um, what same logic does in a little more detail and, what you're trying to achieve with it, what problem you're solving, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the problem we're solving is um, a very, very um, a dear, a, a, a serious problem that like I and like the team 
um at same logic we, we've 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 had to like go through especially building um products um mm-hmm. one thing before actually building a product um you got to know like the resources you have to build a product and the time and like the audience right you got to like sure. know exactly what you're building and like who you're building it for and it's like very very hard to like figure that out you know um without um like having a very direct line um a direct line of communication between you and your end users right um so it's the same problem that product managers face you know in product teams you know even in really really big companies you'll be surprised how many times they allocate resources to build the wrong things and a lot of times this actually like leads to these companies um folding you know um so um companies invest a lot of time and resources into focus groups, into various forms of experiments, A-B testing, um, painted door studies, different things like that, you know? Um, and, uh, and, and the turnaround time for these experiments and these studies is extremely, extremely long, especially when it, when, when it comes on to um, the, the communication between um, product managers and engineers. Um, because as a PM, um, one, like more than likely you won't be able to code uh, only 78% of, 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 of um, well, actually only 5% of product managers code and um, seven, around 78% like no, no code whatsoever. And the other in between, they cannot understand like how to implement certain scripts and different things like that. So they are right. dependent on engineers. And right. secondly, they are dependent on data scientists to interpret the data they get back. You know, so um, and and the 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 line of communication between the engineer, the customer, and the data scientist, with everything involved, kind of like convolutes the entire process. It should it takes like a like a one day process. It makes it like probably like a fourteen day um, process on the low side, and sometimes it can be up to three months. You know. Oh wow. So with um with with same logic, we're cutting that time like that fourteen day to like three month time all the way down to like a few minutes to five six minutes. Um, okay. And the way we do that is by um, helping product teams to understand what they should be building and how it should be built by using these things we call painted door tests and also microsurveys, right? So a painted door test is, is simply this. Um, say, for example, you have a dashboard and um, uh, you notice that um, the people using your product, instead of like um, giving people a login, they're taking a screenshot, Right. So okay. as a PM, you'll be like, you, you have the, 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 um, the, the, the hypothesis that like you need to build a shear button, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the traditional way to go about doing it is basically like getting a bunch of people together um, and then like showing them some mocks. And then like you'd need a designer to des- design those mocks. You'd have need like multiple versions of, of those mocks. Um, you'd basically need to spend time on uh, putting together a proper focus group, which basically one, you need to like get those people in, you need to pay for accommodation, you need to pay for um, uh, the, the time that they're, they're spending responding to these things. And also you gotta manage um, the, uh, the complexity of like so many people being in one location at, at one time, you know, like sure. usually in focus groups, you type A people, um, their ideas usually went out and sometimes it's not necessarily the right approach, you know? so very expensive and not like a one-shot kill, right? So um, the other thing is that um, when it comes out to the engineering side of things, some people actually just build everything out 
and then they invest like to like one two months in building out like a simple feature and then at the end of the day you realize that there's a there's there there are no people actually using it right so uh the, the thing is with painted doors you basically drag and drop a ui element that says um or a button that says um share dashboard right okay and when someone clicks that dashboard it just pops up a simple survey um, asking them like, what is is this a feature that you you'd want to do? You you'd basically inform them that this is a study. This is something you want to justify building out, you know. And um, when they click on that uh, quote unquote fake button, um, you you basically uh, elicit um, uh, data that you need to justify building that feature, you know. And then you can follow up with those people based on their responses. You can collect qualitative and quantitative data, and then like sift and sort like all the information you get in rather than actually spending so much time and resources and in, in many different things, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's what we're building towards. And like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's what um, the product management community needs. So uh, let me try to summarize it in two words. Is it like an active wireframe? Mm, that's a very, very um, great way to put it. Um, <laughs> but yes, yes, it, it is an active wireframe. So um, uh, yes, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an active wireframe. But you're also bringing in the focus group along with that active wireframe. Exactly. And the thing is, the focus group in participating in that study Right. They're not people that you're hiring to tell you the data you want. They're users of the product, right? So okay, like okay. when you jump into the product on production, in production, um, the live product, um, okay. they'll be interacting with the elements and like saying that, oh, new button, click. It was like, oh, let me, uh, let me just respond if, if it makes sense or not. You know, so it's, it's, it's a very easy way to, to, um, to, to get the, the insights you need. Right. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's the planned revenue model for this? Is it going to be yeah. sort of a SaaS based thing or a service? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we're, we're a SaaS company um, okay. for now. Um, I think I was telling you earlier, we're like, we, we, we don't um, plan to have like any paid plans for the next uh, uh, six, seven month, months at least. Um, uh, the thing we're focused on now, well, we're, we're, we're company driven on, um, uh, like experimentation, right? So we need to make sure like everything works properly before, um, like telling someone that, look, we need your money. You know, you gotta make sure that you're getting the experience that we say you're going to get before you actually pay for that experience. Um, so like it's a SaaS, it's a SaaS model for us. So for now we're free. Um, okay. and, uh, we have, uh, two other plans that we'll be launching, um, uh, on the back of the free plan when we have like all these hypotheses um, uh, that we're, we're, uh, we're figuring out um, along with painted doors and like microsurveys figured out. Mm -hmm. So the first plan will be like $29 a month. Uh, we're to give you access to like um, additional um, insights um, and also the, uh, the pro plan, which would give you some access to like um, data scientists um, and, and additional more things than what the, uh, the basic plan would actually offer. Okay. And what, what does current team size look like? Oh yeah. So we're pretty small. We're, we're a team of four, you know? Um, okay. so, um, we're, we're engineers, you know, and uh, we're all nerdy. <laughs> We've known each <laughs> other for like years. We're all, we're all from the same, 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 uh, same, we went to the same college, you know? So, um, so yeah. And do, do you think, um, so all four of you are engineers? Yes, we are. And are any of you have any sales and marketing background? Oh yeah. Uh, well, so I would say, um, 
I do. Um, so like I had to, I didn't go the traditional route of like getting an MBA or studying finance. Right. Sure. Um, the way I did it was, was like learning about finance, like how to run a startup from, from that um, aspect by um, just by trial and error and just like talking to people who have done it before. Okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, so like two startups before, um, I, like, to be honest, like, I still think I suck when it comes on to like, like understanding, <laughs> like modeling and all that stuff. Like I'm not a pro at it, but, um, I, I do, um, and as a team, like that's one thing we, we actually, we, we actually love as well, um, about like mm-hmm. having a small team. Like we can be very, very transparent, um, with, with what we do in our operations internally. So like. When someone wants, um, say, for example, one of our investors wants um, the burn rates or anything, like we can just jump in and like um, just give them um, that um, from from the sheets we have set up. Um, and when we're going through setting up various sheets and modeling and everything like that, um, everyone has access and we all talk about like what needs to be done um, and how we need to do it um, so that we make the best use of the resources we have access to. You know, so, um, so yeah, so, so pretty much um, small team um, and that's, that's how we handle it. Perfect. And is the company bootstrapped or have you raised capital? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're venture funded. Um, so uh, we've raised um, a round of funding from uh, Mac Venture Capital and um, Barbarella Ventures along with some uh, notable angels as well. Um, okay. So, so, yep. Perfect. And, uh, so you mentioned earlier that it's pre-revenue, so I'm not going to ask what what uh, annual revenue looks like. So I, I, I'm sure. curious, um, at the moment, how many trial customers do you have? Uh, for sure. So I can't tell you the exact number, but it's under a, a, a thousand, right? So okay. um, it's, it's more than a hundred under a thousand. Um, so okay. uh, pretty much everyone we're working with, um, uh, one is through um, uh, word of mouth and also um, people who we've come in contact with um, uh, while building the product, you know, so okay. we, we don't, um, we have a, a marketing plan, um, a strategy to get like um, a proper user acquisition plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far we're keeping it very, very, um, I would say small. And also very, um, you, when, when you have like a very direct line of communication with your users, um, you really, really understand what you're supposed to build. So um, as, as, a, as a startup, like at this stage, um, it's really, really important to like focus on things that don't really scale at first. So you get like everything or most things right. So when you start scaling, it's a little bit easier, you know? Okay. No, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, but yeah. Do you have in mind, for example, with the funding that you're getting, do you know at least which area you need to hit first to help you push forward? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, definitely, like, we're focused on two things, Um, making painted doors more accessible for uh, product managers, easier accessible without the need of an engineer. And the same thing for microsurveys, making microsurveys easy easier to easier accessible to um to, to product managers without the need um of of an engineer so those are two things we're focused on um for the time being and basically improving that and then um uh just uh just uh, just just trying to grow the the um, the product in the in the best possible way you know um and then um in terms of users we're aiming to hit um around 50,000 users um mm-hmm. i would say um, within the next uh, 12 to 18 months. 
Hopefully, okay. it's, a, it's a long shot. Um, but but I think we, we can... I'm we sure can, you can do it. We, we can accomplish that. Absolutely. So I, I take it in summary, you're spending most of the funding on the development side rather than sales and marketing. Yes, yes. So, okay. so for now, like we're, we're focused on one, um, engineering. And uh, in, in the next, uh, in the ne- for the rest of this quarter, uh, the quarter started, we're focused on um, just uh, putting content out. So um, we're focused on engineering and content um, so that like people who are using the product can actually know exactly um, what new things we launch. And like those who want to use a product like this can actually find us easily, you know? Sure. Um, so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And what would you say is your favorite or top marketing channel? For pushing content out and maybe part of that uh, marketing plan that you mentioned, the, the acquisition plan. Do you have a yeah, channel sure. in mind? Yeah, for sure. So um, we're focused on two channels, I would say, for now. Mm-hmm. Um, product managers tend to use Instagram a lot. Um, okay. And uh, they use Instagram a lot and Twitter a lot. Um, Twitter is, is, is kind of good when it comes down to targeting, but Instagram is like a little, little bit better. You know, right. um, they have like a better, um, uh, I would say a better ecosystem when it comes down to like displaying ads, um, targeting and different things like that. Whereas with, with, with Twitter, like sometimes you're not really sure, like if, if you're targeting bots or not, you know? Um, <laughs> yep. so, so, um, so like for, for now, um, we're kind of like more focused at the strategy we're developing, um, for, for customer acquisition, the inbound strategy is like primarily, um, around Instagram and like, we're seeing exactly how we can incorporate, um, Twitter into the picture as well um to 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 reach the the um the 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 community we want to reach well i i can't wait to see what happens with the instagram strategy because yeah i don't know i have this uh love-hate relationship with instagram you know sometimes the engagement's fantastic and then like Mm -hmm. these days a lot of people are complaining about the engagement rates but Mm. i guess if you have a plan or you're putting some money behind it, you might have a different uh, outcome. Yeah. What, what exactly with the, um, with the engagement rates, um, what, what in particular um, do you not like about um, the, the engagement rates? What problems are you having with that? Well, no, no. I mean, uh, I'm speaking from the algorithm side. At least what Uh, I'm hearing is that, you know, some posts are being, you know, uh, I'm not sure what the word is, but being held back sort of. Mm-hmm. from from the from a larger audience got it got it and is it, is it because um uh the uh the the strategy the outreach is they're not getting say for example um if you can organically reach like a hundred thousand people and um you don't have to pay to reach a hundred thousand people they they want you to pay to reach the hundred thousand that is that a I mean, problem? that could be it i'm not sure mm. Got it. I just want to know because like we're, we're like, we're, we're, we, have a, we have a strategy around it. So we got to make sure we're doing it right. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah. maybe, so, maybe something to watch out for. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm currently writing that down right now. Perfect. Um, yeah. Just out of curiosity, have you played around with uh, SEO or pay-per-click advertising at all? Yeah, Is for sure. Any- so uh-huh. please go ahead. Yeah, so so for sure, um, we're currently um, using Ahrefs um, for SEO monitoring. Uh-huh. Um, okay, but we we haven't played around a lot. I would say like we've run like two, one or two experiments with um with with paper um with with, uh, with ads, 
Um, okay. We haven't really seen um, that much uh, responsiveness behind that. Um, I think that's, that's the main reason we didn't really continue with that. I, I think also we didn't choose a large enough sample size. Right. But um, I, I do believe as we grow, we'll kind of like focus on that a bit more. Um, but, but SEO, like I, I really love using um, this, this, this uh, platform called Ahrefs. Um, yep. It's very, very powerful. Awesome. Okay, well, Dwayne, we have some time left for the famous five. Are you good to go with that? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Accelerate. Accelerate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Mm, uh, at, at any moment in time, I would say... Um, I, I have like a few, I kind of like follow, but like my, 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 my North star, I would say CEO, um, would be, uh, would be Elon Musk. I mean, like, I, I know like everyone would say that, you know, <laughs> but like, um, like the, the, the relentless focus he has on, um, one thing and then has the, uh, the wherewithal to like, then do the same thing for like two or three different companies. It's just really amazing, you know? And also Absolutely. like the, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I know it's like a, a quick shooting thing. So <laughs> let's, let's continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three, what would you say is your favorite online tool for growing your business? Um, favorite online tool for growing or business. Um, it's definitely between, um, uh, Instagram and, um, and I'd say Ahrefs between those two. Uh, which one would you say you use more often? Uh, probably Ahrefs. Like we've done like a few like posts um, around like our podcast and different things on Instagram. Um, okay. But uh, Ahrefs is like, uh, I would say like we use on a consistent basis. Okay, got it. Um, number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, stop caring so much about what people think, you know, um, and also care a bit more about what people think, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of like a, like a, a paradox, but like, sometimes you're kind of like focused on the wrong things that people actually say, you know, but like, um, with everything that someone says, you can actually learn from it. Don't really take it too personal, but use it as a lesson and a stepping stone to like move forward. Sure. Okay. And the final question is how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh my God. Um, so I'm supposed to get seven and a half, right? Uh, for the okay. last month and a half, I've been averaging around four and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, my, I, my sleep is like, kind of like whack right now. So even when you're in Jamaica? Yeah, like I haven't really slept that well. Um, so like the thing is, I uh, like the, the, the time, the time difference is kind of weird. Um, okay. So um, on the East Coast, so I was on, I was in Virginia um, before I actually came here and I was in, uh, San Francisco before I went to Virginia. So it's like three hours and an hour, uh, difference between Virginia. So like my body's like still trying to adjust, but like on average, like, yeah, I usually get four and a half, like sometimes five hours <laughs> a night. Wow. Um, so I, I, that's the one thing I do need to improve on. Um, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there with experimentation. <laughs> sure. I mean, w once you hit a hundred K users, you'll sleep like a baby. Let's, 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 let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Dwayne, thank you again so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope to have a follow-up call a year from now to see, you know, how things have changed. Yes, Rami. Thank you so much for, for having me. And I'm looking forward to that call. And hopefully we have some really, really exciting things to announce. And, and uh, we, we followed through with everything I said on this call. 
Absolutely. Thanks again. Awesome. Take care. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.